Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, February 18th. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this year Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or you can check me out on my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And if you feel so inclined to do so, hit me up on there with any questions you might have, and I'll do my very, very best to answer them here on the show, just like we did yesterday. But today, there's no questions. I don't need you people, you know what I mean? I don't need you guys. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But today, we're going to be talking about a couple of interesting topics, number one being Mr. Manny Machado. I wanted to talk about him because, you know what? I've been... (laughs) I've been sniffing some 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 disrespect lately in in the in the world amongst the MLB fans and amongst just the MLB people and I want to talk about Manny Machado and how I think people are slightly forgetting just how good this guy is. My main evidence to that is probably the MLB Network's Top 100 poll. We're going to be talking about that and then we're going to be talking a little bit about the show Pitch, which some of you may be familiar with it actually came out back in 2016 and I've always been meaning to check it out because I'm a big fan of all things sports sports movies sports tv shows and I've been watching the beginning of it this weekend and I wanted to give you guys my first thoughts on it how does that relate to the Padres well the main character the whole team that it's focused on is the San Diego Padres so I guess that's a little way for me to weasel myself into giving this as a a topic for the show before we get into that let's talk Manny Machado Here's the thing. Number 59 on the MLB Network Top 100. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, oh, well, at least he's on the Top 100. And yeah, he did have a little bit of a rough season last year. But think about it. You're telling me that this guy, who's one of the Hall of Fame potential third basemen, you're going to start putting guys like Mike Clevenger. Well, Mike Clevenger, no disrespect to him. But guys like Ozzie Albies and Justin Turner and Shane Bieber and Hyunjin Ryu. Those guys are all solid players. Everyone on this list is a great player by default, at least in my opinion. But I'm just wondering, this is a guy who was number 14 on the poll last year, and after a down season, we're downgrading him all the way to number 59? We're just going to ignore all the previous things that he's done? Let me read you a couple of numbers. He's had three seasons where he was a top 10 player in terms of defensive war, wins above replacements. Last season, in terms of his offense, however, was a little bit of a downer, but there's reasons to expect improvement. And one being his suspiciously low .274 BABIP, batting average on balls in play. The last time he had it that low was 2017, where he had a .265 BABIP compared to the 300 that the league average was. He came roaring back the next season and had one of his finer offensive years. Of course, that was also infamous for being the year where he was pretty atrocious on defense, kind of like the LeBron James of baseball for a little bit. Completely just a no-show on defense, but his offense almost made you completely forget about it. Then, it ended up happening that he got traded to the Dodgers and performed a lot better and kind of helped them finish the the rest of their season on a high note. And that year was also the year that they got smacked in the World Series. The Dodgers, I mean. We'll have to see if there's anything that turns up in the whole Red Sox investigation part of this involving Alex Cora. Because if there is something that pops up, there's been some conspiracy things. I know I heard Bill Simmons talking about this. There's been some conspiracy theories that... Maybe the reason that the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts is because they know that they're about to get, you know, struck down with lightning force by the MLB soon, and they think this is going to be a lost season. So maybe if that turns out to be the case, maybe Manny Machado is going to have some beef too. The Dodgers as a whole already have a beef with the Astros for 
potentially stealing a World Series, as at least that's what people are saying. And Manny Machado might be like, hey, I was on that team. Now now, now I can blame, you know, the Red Sox because I was on the Dodgers when they, when they lost to the Red Sox. So we'll see how that turns out. But that's that's my thing, guys. Manny Machado is an incredible player. And I just think that, yes, he had a down season. And, yes, he's getting paid a boatload with a 10-year, $300 million deal from our beloved San Diego Padres. But I just think, yes, it is a little concerning that his first season, age 27, you're expecting him to come onto the scene and be great immediately. You're expecting the decline to happen maybe mid-30s and definitely late-30s. You're not expecting it to happen when he's 27. But here's the thing. He's still a plus on defense no matter what happens. And his offense, while definitely a little bit below average last year, I shouldn't even say that because he did still hit 30 home runs. Yes, the 359 batting average, the amount of double plays he grounded into, and the fact that he really just couldn't be that intimidating of a batter last season at all. I get it. I get why people are down on him. But it's still only one season. I'm not sure that that justifies the MLB Network's ranking of him going down by at least 40 spots. Strike that, more than 40 spots. 45, in fact. And let's just talk about other third basemen in the league, shall we? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw some shots out here. And let's talk about it from a fantasy baseball perspective. Let's just look at who ESPN has ahead of Manny Machado heading into the year. All right, Alex Bregman, Nolan Arenado, Rafael Devers, Anthony Rendon, Jose Ramirez. And then in terms of Yahoo, they have Nolan Arenado, Alex Bregman, Jose Ramirez, Anthony Rendon, Rafael Devers, and Chris Bryant ahead of Manny Machado. Now, those guys are all well and fine. Well, actually, except for one of them. And that's Jose Ramirez. I get it. He steals bases. That's really hard to get among third basemen. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. But however... I want you guys to ask yourself something, all my fancy players out there. Do you remember being happy that you drafted Jose Ramirez last season? The guy who was a complete bust and basically might have cost you your league, considering how much of a high draft pick you needed to get him? I'm just saying, come on ESPN, let's put Manny Machado a little bit above that, considering how much better he is. Now, of course, this is talking from a fantasy's perspective, but I'm just saying, guys, Raphael Devers, great season last year. Are we sure he's going to have the same season? I'm somewhat sure of it. Nolan Arenado, he's great. Alex Bregman, you know, we're taking shots at Houston right now, so why not take some more? Are we sure his numbers are going to stay the same now that he's not got buzzers or other people telling him what pitches are coming? All right, that's a little bit unfair. He's going to be great. Alex Bregman's one of the most talented third baseman in all of baseball, if not the most talented. But that's my thing. I just think that overall, we're, we're looking a little bit down. I'm, I'm feeling feisty on people. I just think everyone's kind of forgetting how good Manny Machado is. I mean... Yes, he, he, he wasn't great offensively last year. I get it. But there's just so many reasons why that's going to improve. I mentioned the BABIP. I mentioned the fact that he's already an, an incredible defensive player. So why are we ranking him so low? So that's my thing. All you th- people out there that got a third baseman that are being projected to be better than Manny Machado. And actually, I think that some someone that might be in real life a lot better than some of the guys that I mentioned might be Matt Chapman. That guy's an animal. Seriously. That guy is just a monster, and his defensive ability is up there com- comparable to Machado when Machado had his best defensive season. That's how good Matt Chapman is. But that's my thing in general, guys. I think Manny Machado is being disrespected a little bit. Is it partly due because people might not like the guy? That's possible. He's, of course, been susceptible to criticisms of being a little bit of a dirty player. I get that. But still, I don't quite understand why people have taken that as a reason to now demote him a bunch. I know he's been 
he's been a, he's been a little bit of a pain in the butt. And as someone who defends Manny Machado quite a lot when it comes to his alleged dirty play, I, I get it sometimes because he doesn't help himself. You know what I mean? He doesn't help himself by the way he acts. He's almost like. Odell Beckham Jr. in that sense, where a lot of people can't stand that guy, and then he, I always am defending him against people, and then he goes out and does something that's just totally unnecessary, like the whole watch that he was wearing to start the season, just, just, just small things like that. You're just you're like, oh, okay, man, like come on, we know you're cool, but can you stop doing, stop making it so hard for defenders to defend you? Now I talked a lot about the fantasy perspective of things, so let's transition, shall we? Today, on the Fantasy Minute, brought to you by Lee Kamish, you know who I'm talking about? We're talking Denelson Lamette. Unlike yesterday's shout-out, Fernando Tatis Jr., Lamette isn't exactly a household name. After having Tommy John surgery in 2018, he returned in 2019 and quickly started to show off his potential, even considering he was coming off of surgery. It didn't take him much time at all, really. Now, when you look at his numbers from afar, you know, only 14 games started, 73 innings pitched a 4.07 ERI, 1.26 whip, it makes you have your reservations. But he also has a 12.95K per nine, which is a lot higher than some of the other starting pitchers you're going to get around this time in your draft. ESPN currently has him going at 39, and Yahoo has him going at starting pitcher 40. This is behind guys like Sonny Gray and Zach Wheeler, who in my opinion are the kings of inconsistency. So, I'm recommending to everybody, check out the Nelson Lamette. He's not necessarily going to be as good as, say, Chris Paddock, who's going to get all the, the love and headlines. But I do think that he's going a little bit too low. And considering that it's a little bit difficult to get strikeouts sometimes at, these, at this point in your draft, I highly recommend him. And that's your Fantasy Minute brought to you by Lee Kamish for Monday, February 17th. What are you doing for the game? A universal question. Whether the casual follower, the tweets everything, the beginner, the diehard, the stat nerd, the smack talker, the appetizer guy, the couldn't care less, or the makes everything into a competition person. We all have our place in the sports world. The same personalities apply to fantasy sports, and League Commission exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. We match managers to leagues as we lay the foundation for your new league. It's as easy as signing up with your preferences. You get matched and approve of that match before any commitment on your end. Sign up with League Commission by February 29th and receive 15% off by entering in the code LOCKEDON in the referred by section of the sign-up form. The first 25 people to sign up using our code receive their first match free. What are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at LeagueCommish.com. And we are back, everybody, here on the Lockdown Padres podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And after my really rapid-fire thoughts on Manny Machado, I just wanted to rant a little bit about how you know, the cause of this rant may or may not have been a friend of mine from school who was just like, hey, man, I heard you're hosting a, a Padres podcast, and I just want to say, man, Machado, super overrated and overpaid. Maybe it just got me thinking, you know what, I'm going to, instead of just doing a subtweet, I'm doing a sub-podcast. How many people do you know do that? They make an entire podcast just to subtweet somebody. So that's what I wanted to do. Now, do I think that Manny Machado is going to live up to those lofty expectations that I've set? I hope so. No, okay. okay. But now we're transitioning. My rant's over. I'm going to calm down just a little bit, bring my 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 heart rate down just a little bit. And I want to talk about something that isn't necessarily real-life baseball-related, but it's baseball-related, and that's the TV show Pitch. Pitch came out back in 20, 2016, actually, and it finished in 2016. That's right. It's kind of infamous slash famous for only lasting one season, and it basically follows talented pitcher 
um, baseball pitcher, Ginny Baker, who becomes the first woman in professional baseball. And she's pitching for, yep, you guessed it, the San Diego Padres. Now, I've been kind of looking for a lot of reasons to watch the show for a while now. I'm a big fan of any sports stories, fictional sports stories, be it, whether it be whether it be TV or movies. TV, Friday Night Lights, for example, is my favorite, like one of my five favorite shows ever. I've been talking about it a lot lately just with some friends of mine. I might have to rewatch it. But in terms of that stuff, I just think that they have a lot of heart to them and they really, a lot, at least the good ones, are able to capture my love for sports. And Pitch, now that I have this podcast, it follows the San Diego Padres. So it's at least tangentially, you know, ostensibly related to the Padres themselves in at least one way. And I felt like that gave me an excuse to talk about it here. I've only seen the first three episodes. And the other thing is this. I heard the show's really good. That's another thing. I've been meaning to check it out and that it's underrated and that it should have lasted longer. And so far, my thoughts on it, I kind of agree. My number one thing about it is this. The whole world immersion stuff, having people like Colin Cowherd and Katie Nolan, who, of course, works at ESPN now, but having those type of guys and gals on to, you know, and Joe Buck is in there too. Jimmy Kimmel is in there for one of the episodes. And it just helps you. It's just these these on-air talents doing their shows. It helps immerse you in the world. And I, I just like stuff like that. I know that the movie Creed, I remember did a good thing about this for, so... I guess this is even a spoiler for Creed. They actually had a segment involving Party of the Interruption with Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser where they talk about Adonis Creed, who's Michael B. Jordan's character, and they talk about a certain thing that happens and how, and they do it in their kind of trademark way and it makes it feel real. And I love when any type of sports show or movie does that. It makes you feel like, oh, wow, like I'm in the real world. We're using real life sports personalities to. to um, talk about this so I really like that and just on a whole I've really enjoyed all of the performances it's it's good stuff and you know one of the other main characters is Mike Lawson who is this who's this catcher and captain and future hall of famer he's really good on the show and in general there's no big name actors or, or anything like that well Ali Larder probably, probably being the most famous person here I was also surprised by how engaged I was with the plot in general there's actually in the first three episodes a lot of plot twists like at least a couple that I genuinely was like, oh, wow, this is how you do television. This is how you, this is TV right here. You know what I mean? This is how you, you set up drama and whatnot. And I was really surprised by a couple of them. And I really went, oh, bleep. I was really surprised by it. So I was, I was excited about that. In fairness, you know, I've only seen the first three episodes, but I want to talk now about just some, some minuses for the show. Or I don't even want to say minuses, but it's just the show is a little preachy, a little bit too preachy. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, and I really lament the idea when people start talking about how politics are they're too much in movies now, that, and they prefer it without. I have some breaking news for those people. It's always freaking been like that. That's just complete nonsense that you think that. Now, maybe some people have a point where it's too much, especially in things like award shows, you know, like the Oscars. And I've seen people complain about that, which you're right to an extent. But also, in fairness, it's kind of hard not to talk about politics these days. Don't worry. I'm not going to talk about politics on this podcast, but it's hard to not talk about them. So in my opinion, let people say what they want. It's harmless, or at least it won't hurt you too much. But anyway, this show while it is a little bit preachy, I think it still needs to be because it'd be kind of weird if it wasn't. I kind of appreciate it. Politics have always been a part of entertainment. 
it would be really odd for this particular show to shy away from him. You know, the first woman in baseball. I do think, however, that there are kind of a little bit too many moments, particularly at the beginning where I was like, all right, I get it. You know, there are ways to do this. All right, I get it. And I think there are ways to do politics in shows in a way that doesn't feel forced and it doesn't feel like they're bashing you over the head with it. And I think for the most part, this show is of the former. I think that it does a pretty good job at being political and having something to say without feeling overly cheesy or overly preachy. You know, I would actually say that a good example of something that I feel like makes a great political statement is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Not to not to get all comic booky on you guys, but I'm going to anyway. That that movie is just so I could talk about it for hours. I really could. I could talk about that movie for I'm going to say four and a half hours. I could talk about it. And now I want to see it again just thinking about it. But in terms of pitch, I really think that so far I'm surprised because I was expecting people to maybe overrate the show because of its political statement, you know, and that happens every once in a while. Not too much. I know people accuse a lot of critics of being politically biased and that they love it when something's super liberal or whatever, because that's how the industry tends to lean. But in this case, I definitely feel like there's definitely something here. I'm watching the games and I'm like the baseball play is good. Um, The plot is solid. The performance are borderline great. I, I really think so. And like I said, there was a lot of moments that I was really surprised by the plot. I've only watched the first three episodes. I've said that multiple times. And I want to, on a future podcast episode, when I finally finish it, just give my overall thoughts and kind of maybe rank it amongst other sports TV shows that I've seen before. Because honestly, I think that in general, we're kind of missing it. This has been my theory for a while, that there are two sports that I feel like we're kind of due for a sports movie or show, and that's baseball and basketball. Basketball, I think, is incredibly overdue. I think that that basketball needs something like a white man can't jump to or just anything. I know that there's that Ben Affleck movie coming out, but still, I think we're kind of due for something like that. I think people really are attached to basketball. And for baseball, we had this and we had 42, I guess, which came out a while ago. That was like 2015, 2014. I just think that we're kind of due for it. I want to see what else we can do because you know what? As a fan of baseball... I get tired of seeing the same old things over and over in terms of my movie-loving self. We kind of have the same things to go back to, whether it be The Sandlot or 61 or Major League or, you know, any any of those kind of movies. I think that pitch is really good so far. I, I can't really emphasize that enough. I recommend anyone who is a Padres fan and, look, Ginny Baker... I'm not going to say she, up until Chris Paddock, was the best pitcher that the, that the Padres have had, but I might have to say that. So far, she's pretty good, and they they manage the whole idea of how she gets into the majors really well. I think that they're doing that, and I think that it's just an, it's just an engaging show, man. I, I recommend everyone checking it out if you're a baseball fan or if you're just a television fan. This is definitely one of those cult—it's it's giving off—I I don't want to put it in the Hall of Fame of cult classics yet— but it's giving me that vibe. It's just really well made, and it immerses you into baseball. And I feel like there's really no other baseball show like that. I miss sports shows, man. I want I want sports shows that aren't about real life sports. I want a good story. I don't want I want I want the next Friday Night Lights in whatever sport it is. People could say that you know we've had a Friday Night Lights for basketball before in One Tree Hill, which I strongly disagree with. One Tree Hill is fine. I wanted One Tree Hill to be the Friday Night Lights of basketball so bad. It's not. It's missing the heart. And it's instead incredibly cheesy, and it only really does well with the high school romance type of side of things. It doesn't do well with everything else. At least that's just my opinion. 
But anyway, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Locked On Padres podcast. I hope you enjoyed two very different topics that we talked about here today. This is the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Yep, still making that joke. Remember to subscribe to the pod wherever you can, wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, Overcast app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get them from. And remember, you can also message me on Twitter, which is at Javapeno, or at LO underscore Padres for questions you want me answered on the show. I know that some of you guys have been reaching out about that. Did that on yesterday's show. Had a lot of fun doing that. Um, and it can be questions on anything. And, you know, I just talked about pitch. Hit me up with your questions about baseball movies. I don't care. Do anything. Um, I'd be glad to talk about it. I'm going to save up a, a couple of questions for... I want to... I'm thinking of doing... Unless I'm maybe a little bit starved for content, which I doubt I will be. I, I like coming up with ideas. Uh, maybe I might save them for a whole entire podcast. I'd like to do that. You know? Eh, maybe. Actually, probably not. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, guys. I'm still getting used to uh, the whole idea of a, a daily podcast and talking Padres with you guys. But I'm having a lot of fun doing so. So remember, subscribe to the pod. Rate the podcast. Message me on Twitter. Message the podcast account. Do whatever. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. I think next this the rest of the week, we're going to have a couple of interesting episodes. I really do. And we're going to be talking about this whole Astros thing again. Because let's be honest, guys, that's what everyone's talking about these days. They're not really talking about pitch. They're talking about the Houston Astros. And I might have some... Some special guests. I'm not going to say who, but we might have some special guests coming on the show. I'll see you guys tomorrow. And as always, remember, this is the Lockdown Padres podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. See you later next time, Fire Faithful homies. Take care.